Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure earning women of color, tune in Mondays at 12 New Eastern Standard Time as Deborah Hardnett, CEO of Deborah Hardnett International and founder of The Professional Black Woman, showcase the triumphant journeys of these powerful sisters. You will be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278. Today's broadcast is brought to you by www.wealthysisters.com, where the show can be heard 24 hours a day. And now your host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the Professional Black Woman Association. You can visit us on the web at www.thepbwa.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women of color. Our purpose is twofold. First, we want to inspire you and encourage you, the listener audience, and also Second, we want to edify, promote, and acknowledge or just say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., on the Blog Talk Worldwide Network. Today is Monday, June 14, 2010, and I hope you are as excited about your future as I am because tell me, let me tell you, it is so bright. And you know what? We are here every week at the same time, Mondays at 12 noon Eastern, so go and spread the word. Now, before we move forward, you know what we've been saying since the beginning of the year. We must say our slogan. We're wearing it out. We don't care if it takes to December 31st for some of us or some of your, your lives to really feel this way. We want you to know that here's to 2010, the best year ever. That's right. We're declaring it, so you got to say it with me. Here's to 2010. The best year ever. Now, I got to tell you, when when I uh, was blessed with this concept of this show and my spirit, and I, I began to probably share just a little with some, uh, you know, the thought of interviewing women of color that earn six and six. Seven figures, you know. I, I got some feedback that said, you know what? You, I don't know if you, if that'll be able to feel uh, have enough interviews to do. And, you know, I'm grateful that I didn't listen to that because I knew deep down inside I was called to do this, and that there is an abundance of talent that's waiting to be brought to the forefront. Well, ladies and gentlemen, not only have we not run out of interviews, but we're excited that we're going to be celebrating our year anniversary next month, but there is an entire endless list of more and exciting, stimulating interviews that we have for you. In fact, today's guest is proof of how powerful our sisters are. I mean, this sister is bad. She is a green expert and interior designer, Ms. Robin Wilson. She was blazing the trail in the green field long before it was popular. So what I need for you to do right now, if you haven't already, we want you to call, email, text, and tell everybody to dial in to 347-838-9278 or visit us on the web. You can listen live right now at www.wealthysisters.com. Let them know that you can hear none other than Ms. Robin Wilson. She's live with her with us today. Also, we remind you, block Marcus as your favorite. We are here. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter with Wealthy Sisters and Facebook as 
well. And also Deborah Hartnett, you can find us there. Now, you have got to listen to this awesome, awesome bio. Miss Robin Wilson is a nationally recognized, eco-friendly, and healthy home interior designer focused on the foundation to the furniture. Industry insiders describe her style as classic with a modern touch, with a focus of sustainable, reusable, recycle, and non-toxic options. She founded her firm in 2000. Robin Wilson Home Focus is residential and commercial interior design, consulting, licensing, and an online retailer called The Nest Store. Most recently, she completed a project for the private residence of Robert F. Kennedy Jr., which had to be rebuilt due to a black mold infestation. Her first book, Kennedy Greenhouse, arrives in bookstores, or has arrived, actually, uh, April 2010. Her work has also been featured in notable projects, including the Good Housekeeping, LEED, L-E-E-D, Certified Brownstone, uh, the Esquire of the Ultimate Bachelor Apartment Terrace, the Peninsula Hotel, Spa, and Salon, and Renovation Furniture Acquisition in President Bill Clinton's Harlem office. Robin Wilson is the first woman, this is awesome, listen to this, the first woman to license her name to Eco-Friendly Kitchen Cabinetry, which is manufactured by Holiday Kitchens. She has been featured in O Magazine, Kitchen Bath Business News, The Wall Street Journal, among others, plus broadcast appearances on PBS, ABC, NBC, CNN, CBS, TV1, HGTV, and more. Ms. Wilson has been recognized in 2009 as the panelist at Dynamic Women in Business Conference, Harvard Business School, recipient of a Make Mine a Million Business Award, AMX, the American Express, and Count on Me, 2007 Small Business Award, Innovator of the Year, Black Enterprise Magazine. She has an entire list of phenomenal, phenomenal accomplishments. And we want you to know, go dial, have everybody dial 347-838-9278, because when we come back from this short break, we're going to hear from none other than Miss Robin Wilson. What a treat to have her on the show today. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-I-E group.com. Or call the Beatty Group at 877-264-7699. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDraike.com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Thermal Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores November 2009. Well, good afternoon. This is Deborah Hartnett live here with Wealthy Sisters on the Blog Talk Radio. We are so excited to have our very special guest, the CEO, Robin Wilson of Robin Wilson Home. We are very grateful. You can visit her website at www.robinwilsonhome.com. So, Ms. Wilson, we want to give you a very, very special warm welcome from Wealthy Sisters today. How are you? I am doing fine, and I'm so thrilled to be part of your program. There are so many amazing women who have been part of your show. 
Yes, yes, I know, as I was mentioning earlier, you know, how in the world could we ever think we would run out of interviews with the talent that we have today? I think we have so much more, and if people knew about it, they would be even more inspired to continue with their dreams and hard work. Oh, yes, definitely so. Well, once again, thank you for all that you are doing. And, you know, here at Wealthy Sisters, we, we really like to get all of the great details on um, your your background because, you know, women can really, and men, uh, like to be able to really relate and hear those stories. Because a lot of times people feel like, oh, my goodness, is this ever going to happen? Uh, maybe it's not meant for me. But if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about where you grew up and, uh where you where you're from and 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 all those great details. Well, again, thank you so much for having me on your show. Um I uh, am from Austin, Texas, and from a very middle-class family. My father was a bus driver, like uh-huh. Kerrville or Gray it's called Kerrville Bus Company. It was uh like Greyhound. Dad drove up and down the highway to and from Austin to Houston, and he happened to have been the third black bus driver in Texas. Wow. And he said he wanted to be a bus driver uh, for the road, the interstate highway, because he had a bathroom at the back of the bus. And that was at the time when things were a little sketchy in certain Mm -hmm. small towns. Mm -hmm. And uh, he also had the opportunity to drive LBJ and the UT football team and Dallas Cowboys and some other really exciting moments in his life. Um, My mom worked for the state um, bureaucratic government type job, but it allowed her to pick us up after school every day and have a meal on the table at a, at a decent hour. Their aspirations for my brother and I were that we would get a good education and go to college. And mm-hmm. that was about as far as they could push us. And mm-hmm. it was up to us to start chasing our dreams and realize our own vision. Mm-hmm. And for that, I'm grateful that uh, they let us have that freedom to explore um Without, I would say, the the hang-ups of, you know, do you think that if you go to a certain place that you'll forget about us? It was more about just go and we support your dream. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. So, you know, I, I think I remember reading uh, in your bio that um, you also, like, from a fourth generation of uh, real estate. Real estate. Yes, on my mother's side of the family, uh, there was a... My great-grandfather was from a mixed relationship. Uh, We all have someone like that in our our history. And Mm -hmm. he could pass. Mm -hmm. And way back in the 20s and 30s, uh, you weren't really allowed to own a lot of property if you were a person of color in Texas. And he bought property, passing, and his father happened to be involved still in his life, and he would sign off on it as a lawyer. And that allowed him to own property in Texas. And then he would buy property in Houston and then go back down to the country where his family lived. And Mm -hmm. um, so my mother grew up around real estate. Her father then managed the property. And now my mom, of course, uh, inherited much of that property. And now I'm the fourth generation. Wow, that's now that's <laughs> awesome. What what yep. do you what do you have on the property now? What do you do with it? There are many properties actually. Um mm-hmm. so, you know, from multifamily to single family. Um mm-hmm. but my great grandfather started off with what I would call those little shotgun shacks that many people know about in the south where you open the front mm-hmm. door and the back door 
and uh, the air just breezes through, and the kitchen is on one side, and the living quarters are on the other side. And he owned a lot of those, and the oil field workers would stay in those during the week and then go to their family on the weekend. But he also owned the general store in the small town, and so people purchased goods from the general store, and uh, it's a little bit of an entrepreneur in a lot of different ways. My, mm-hmm. um, I think that when I was growing up, watching my grandfather, who now by that time was managing the business that my great-grandfather created, um, on a Friday night, I remember they would collect rents. That was at a time when some people, I guess, didn't keep bank accounts. And so you would, they would get paid on a Friday, and my grandfather would collect the rents before people would either drink or gamble it away, as well as say. And um, she knew when to go, huh? <laughs> and uh, and uh, and when when I was a little girl and I spent my summers down there, I remember stacks of money. Mm. So it desensitized me to money, and money wasn't the important thing; it was the investment um, mm-hmm. that every week you had money coming in because you weren't selling the property that you were Mm -hmm. actually so we counted the money and he had one Mm -hmm. of those old adding machines with a crank on the side wow and so i would sit there and i would get a quarter if i counted the sex money and so i would count my you know double triple check and i'm like seven eight years old and you count it put the little paper band around it and saturday morning you got to go to the bank and the treat was a lollipop at the bank oh yeah and so that was one of those moments where it's not about making the money as much as it is continuing to build either a legacy or I would call it almost an annuity where if you have property or if you have a company, try to make sure that, I hate to use the term, you're making money while you're sleeping. But that's yeah. the wish that we all have. Yeah, the residual part real, of it. Exactly. Let your real estate work for you. Let your business work for you um, and find a way so that you are not every day having to just be the service provider. Wow. I mean, you you, you said a whole mouthful there because, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's that's one of the greatest challenges we have uh, today uh, is not making the money because we certainly don't extremely well with it. Um, mm-hmm. Making it, um, we we've actually accumulated uh, more wealth than we could ever imagine. But you know, at the same time, as far as keeping it, we don't mm-hmm. have the same assets that um, your grandfather and great grand. Not many of us can say we're fourth generation hell right. real estate. And, and you know, and the reality is, let's be clear. That's mm-hmm. what I call Texas country money. So mm-hmm. it's not New York money mm-hmm. <laughs> with mm-hmm. high-rise buildings. It is mm-hmm. um, very much geared toward um, the smaller level of, um, you know, of um, – hold on one brief second. Sure, sure. It is, it is a very large uh, – in New York, people think high-rise buildings. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. Texas, you're thinking – you're talking about very small houses that mm-hmm. – People stay up for a couple of hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so some people are like, oh, your family was rich. I'm like, no, they weren't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. my grandfather had a janitorial company. You know, one of my uncles did ranching. Another uncle did, you know. Um, You know, so it's it's about work and work ethic. That's what Mm -hmm. it's about. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two, um, I want to just say this. 
when I started my company, the startup funds that I had were from being uh, in a corporate environment, working for a major corporation, mm-hmm. saving every penny, and not doing what a lot of us do, which is um, living the lifestyle mm-hmm. for the money that you make today. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a uniform every day at work. I wore black. <laughs> okay. And I had cute little accessories. So I'd wear black turtlenecks, black short sleeve shirts, you know, black uh-huh. pants every day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that became my signature for that period of time, 10 years almost. And then I had cute little handbags or shoes or things like that. So the money the money that I made, I put it away. And when I went to when I started my company, I had no debt. And I think that is the important thing to be aware of. If you're going to start a business, try to pay down your debt as much as you can because going into a business does cause you to incur debt no matter what. Um, right. I can tell you how I can't tell you how many times I paid my team and didn't pay myself. Oh yes. Oh yes. And that's when you know you're an entrepreneur. And if I had had a lot of personal debt on top of that, then I would not have been able to continue my business because I would have owed money that I wouldn't have paid myself. Wow. If that makes sense. Oh, so, yes. Um, yes. You know, <laughs> a, a true entrepreneur, you know, maybe you have family money. I'll tell you, by the time I'll use this, I'll say this, and this is something every person out there can probably understand. Historically, the first generation makes money, the second generation manages it, and then the third generation blows it, spends it. They're mm. used to living a nice lifestyle. You know, their father, grandfather provided for them. Mm-hmm. They don't maximize their uh, their awareness of business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And typically mm-hmm. the fourth generation brings it back. Mm. So mm. if you think about the major families, the, um, without naming names, but there are a couple of major families we can think of. The first generation, they made it. Mm-hmm. Their father may have worked in the business mm-hmm. and managed it. Mm-hmm. And then he spoiled his children. Mm-hmm. 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 And the children, when that father passes away, they, they're like, I want my money now. Because they're not used to working in the business. And that has happened to so many of our people in our community. And therefore, you don't have the Morgan and the Stanley. Because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. gets split apart. Mm-hmm. 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 And so another thing, if you're an entrepreneur and you think your business can survive, make sure you have a succession plan and a will and all those other things in place too. Wow. I mean, you. this is just the first 18 minutes of the show. And <laughs> the, I, I mean, really, that is so important that we, we do that. What what other tips uh, would you suggest mm-hmm. for our listeners as far as is, is preparing for that? Because we, we talk right. about that now, about the succession right. and having that exit strategy. Right. What would you suggest, you know, what, what measures would they need to take to implement that? Right. Well, the number one, the number one thing is you need a great accountant, mm-hmm. bookkeeper, CPA, uh, to make sure that the money that you have is accounted for properly. Mm-hmm. Number two, you need a great law firm, mm-hmm. a great law firm that's going to protect you and your family during succession and wealth transfer. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and also the day-to-day drama. Um, I'll give you an example. I let go um, an employee because she was a non-performing employee, but I have a law firm on retainer. Um, okay. And when I say on retainer, it just means that, you know, we have an ongoing uh, relationship and we can run a tab, for lack of a better word. Okay. And um, this particular employee actually filed for unemployment, which is no problem, but we learned they got a job. Okay. But they still filed for unemployment okay. because they wanted to make sure they hedged their bets and got double money. Okay, okay. Well, of course, that's fraud. Right. <laughs> and um, and it also increases your insurance policies if you're a small oh. business owner. Uh-huh. Um, if someone falls for unemployment multiple times. And so I was like, hmm, let me just have my lawyer write a cease and desist letter. Now, had I not had a lawyer, that would have cost me I don't know how much just to retain him for that letter. And they wrote a letter. And then that particular employee knew they were caught. And they're like, you didn't have to have a lawyer write a letter. I said, you didn't have to try to commit fraud. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) So so conversation's done. And if you want to talk to somebody, you need to talk to my lawyer because um, I don't want to deal with that. Um, We also had the the person who um, you do a whole project, a design project, and they don't pay you. And Mm. you've got furniture in their home, and you can't really take it out. And, mm-hmm. again, a great lawyer will make sure that there's not an issue there. You can then mm-hmm. put a lien on their house or whatever is required. Mm-hmm. So, so you fi- – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, oh and, and the other thing I'm t- – I'm, by the way, I think the way we, we, we said we would talk today is just give people the business foundation, mm-hmm. the business mm-hmm. tools that they need, mm-hmm. and then we can go into more about my business. But mm-hmm. hopefully I'm giving people some insight into accountant, lawyer, estate planning, succession planning, and um, and try to pay down your debt before you try to become an entrepreneur because there will be days that you pay your team and you don't pay yourself. Right, right, right. Well, yes, this is definitely wonderful and this is awesome information uh, for our audience. I, I was going back to when you, you, you started talking about paying down your debt and how, you know, you had your uniform for those 10 years. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> you you started out with a game plan. This was this was a part of your strategy. This was this was something that was very uh, you know obviously planned. Mm-hmm. Um and and I guess you know a lot of times we we may not be in that same mindset of of planning that or 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 uh, really expecting to be able to open a business or what have you. What your upbringing, I'm sure, has had a lot to do with it. Being able to witness um, everything that you did with your grandparents and what have you. What what other things you think prepared you for that mentally to say, I'm going to start my business and this is what I need to do to do this. Right. Well, you know, if I had an answer and could bottle that, I'd be a a cabillionaire, as they say, um, uh, if there's such a word. But, you know, I I will say this. Being around an entrepreneur Uh creates a certain sense of center. That means you could go down to $2 in your bank account and you know you're going to be okay. It just means you need to get another client. Right. Um, someone who is used to or comfortable with that regular every two-week paycheck may not have a sense of comfort about that. And actually 
no one does. Let's be clear about that. But they they may not have that faith in themselves that, all right, now I need another client or two, or I need to start collecting my receivables. There's a certain mindset that that you have to get into, that you um, what you do allows Bring you to value. eat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if you uh-huh. don't collect the money or value your information or your uh-huh. service properly, uh-huh. then you won't eat. It, it's mm-hmm. that simple. And mm-hmm. so if you can imagine at one point you might say, oh, you know, I'll work for a design client for $500. Well, is that really valuable or is your time worth $150 an hour? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or is your mm-hmm. time worth $50 an hour? You have mm-hmm. to value your time. And once you do that, then you will see the result. People will start to um, retain you or not, depending upon your quality of service. Mm-hmm. There's a fabulous book that I read that was um, that I recommend to people. It's called The Dream Giver. Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. the, the book talks about setting up your journey and uh-huh. staying steadfast to your journey. And it may be hard, and it may be uh, filled with people who say, you can't do that. And right. you can't listen. Right. The Bruce Wilkerson, I think, is the is. It's a it's fabulous book. Uh-huh. Fabulous uh-huh. book. Yep. Uh-huh. And then another book that I also read was called The Go Giver, not The Go Getter. Which, uh-huh. by the way, a lot of people say, "Oh, Robin, you're such a go getter." And I'm like, "No, I'm right. not. I'm a right. go giver." And uh-huh. they're like, "What do you mean?" And this particular book talks about the more you give. The, in other words, the more value you add to your clients to people mm-hmm. around you, to your friends, to those mm-hmm. who request a referral, mm-hmm. the more will come to you because mm-hmm. you'll become known as someone who's a go-to person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean giving so much that you're not focused on your business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it does mean that if you see how people link together, if you're the best hot dog vendor on the block, hypothetically, mm-hmm. and someone who's a a banker always eats at your hot dog stand, and one day you casually mention, you know, I'm trying to get a loan. I'm having trouble. That banker is going to be like, you always give me such good service and such good hot dogs. Come into my office and talk. Right, right, right. Versus the person that gives sloppy service, and then they meet the banker, and they're like, hey, what can you give me? Yeah, and then they remember that the service, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's about giving. And um, and also, you know, sort of saying not the words, I'm going to do this, which a lot of people talk, <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 but mm-hmm. actually having the action to back it up. So I will throw this out to you. Um, when I, I happened to live in D.C. for a period of time, for about 15 months, um, and I then relocated back to New York City. And in order to do my business, I sacrificed I put every dollar I had into my business in 2006. I founded it in 2000. In 2006, I rebranded my firm, Robin Wilson Home, from WSG Consulting, which you will forget that name in about two seconds. Um, And a magazine executive said, put your name in your business. I said, but what if I fail? And she said, you haven't failed so far. It's been six years. Put your name in your business and things will change. Wow. So I did. And the next thing you know, about a month later, I got a call from uh, Oprah's Magazine. Wow. 
thought it was a joke, didn't return the phone call until they finally called back and said, we're on deadline, please call us. I was like, ooh, ooh. It's not a prank. You know, it's real. <laughs> and then there you go. So that's the first thing. But, you know, let me tell you about the sacrifice. This is the part that most people won't understand. Mm-hmm. I put everything I owned into the business. I put all my belongings that I shipped back from D.C. into a storage unit. Mm-hmm. I mm. stayed on a friend's couch for a year and a half. Mm. And I ate one meal a day. Mm. Besides my breakfast, which was yogurt, one of those little cups of yogurt. Mm. And that's all I had. <laughs> and every dollar I made, I put into my company. Mm-hmm. Not buying things on credit, not going on vacations. It was sad when I couldn't go home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> but the universe will provide you a gift. Someone inevitably will invite you over. Wow. You know? And so a year later, year and a half later, I moved into uh, a shared space. Now, I swore I'd never have roommates since college, but mm-hmm. I had a shared space. And then I said, I won't be here more than six months. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, by that time my friend had come back, and so I really couldn't stay on her couch anymore. And so I then moved into a shared space, kept looking for an inexpensive apartment in Manhattan, found it, and also at the same time, landed a couple of contracts and moved my design space, which was in a very small office, to a larger office that could hold four people. Now, how many times did I not feed myself or when my team was going out to eat lunch and I'm sitting up there going, stomach growling, I got those triscuits, (laughs) I got those triscuits and, you know, something, you know, that's when you're sacrificing and, you know, my parents are working class folks. Mm-hmm. There's a legacy of entrepreneurship, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to call my parents and ask them to fund my business when they should be funding their retirement. Right, right. And so, you know, I did what I did, sacrifice, and then fast forward, you know, you get a couple of great contracts, you get some great media, and the next thing you know, people start calling you. Wow. But it's still about giving 110%. So when that client calls and they say, I'm going out of town. I had a client, for example, in Harlem. She saved for three years to work with me. Saved wow. her money. And I said, she told me that. I said, oh, my goodness. And I said, well, you know, whether you have $10,000 or $100,000, you're going to get the same service. She right. said, well, thank you. So she said, well, I read. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, what did she read? <laughs> She said, I read that I could go out of town, and when I got back, everything would be mapped out, and I could move right in. I said, that is true. I said, but we're going to map everything out before you go out of town. Everything's going to be ready, ordered, paid for, and we're going to do it. So she said, all right. So we spent a month and a half planning everything out, ordering her her sofa, her desk, everything, her closet set up, and literally – she went out of town for a week, and when she got back, that Friday at 5 o'clock, I was in her house with the hiding a dust rag, <laughs> you know, with my team, and we set her up, and she walked in and said, I can't believe it. Wow. And that's what you do. And now she's referred me to somebody else in the city, and they've referred me to someone else, and that's how it starts. It's just 
good service all the time. Wow. Wow. So this is this is wonderful. This is Wealthy Sister, our very special guest. It's Miss Robin Wilson and uh you know, you you are sharing some awesome advice here. I mean, just priceless advice. Placing value on your work. That is that is so important, you're saying, and also giving more value uh, to your work as well. During those slim times when you were not eating and your, your staff were, and you mm-hmm. were paying them too, <laughs> and you, you didn't get it. Oh, boy, I know you that know, so let me, well. Let me tell you this. The funniest uh-huh. thing, the funniest thing is people would ask me, I, you know, my stomach's ground. Do you want something? I was like, no. You know, they go out and bring back something that smells so good. I'd be like, oh, I just need to leave the office. And so, but, you know, I kept saying to myself, there's a reason why I'm not eating. I'm pouring, I'm pull, the pounds are pouring off of me, right? And, right, you know, right. I'm thin, to, I'm thin to begin with. Right. But you know what? What was the invention three years ago? High-definition TV. Yes. Guess what? You have to be skinny. You have to. Otherwise, the TV people don't want you. So all of a sudden, hi, everybody's like, you look thin. I'm like, yeah, it's because of high-definition TV. i got to look thin. That's right. And so, again, the universe gave me a gift because, you know, I could have been eating chocolate chip cookies every day. Right, right, right. And when I peeled off 12 pounds, then all of a sudden I got the contours on my face that you need. Right, right. And so wow. it's a gift. Wow. And so you got to, instead of moaning and groaning about it, there's a reason sometimes why things happen. Every time, every time. That's right. That's right. You just don't wow. see it unless you tr- choose to keep that positive mindset. And now let me take you to another place. <laughs> at, at the same time, you're tested. You're tested in the employees that you hire. You do go through turnover. You do have people who try to take advantage because you're nice. And you have to say this is part of doing business. But, again, as someone told me, my great I'm going to use a word for my great-grandfather. He used to say, don't let a bad barber chase his mistake. Mm. You will end up bald. Mm. So that means you have a bad employee, say goodbye. Mm. Don't keep trying to fix them. They got an excuse. Well, my daddy, my cat, my house, my kid. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, great. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to go somewhere where that's going to work for that company. But Mm -hmm. I need you here to open the store at 8 o'clock, not 8.30, Mm -hmm. not 9 o'clock. I got people who maybe would have come at 8 o'clock, and they didn't because you weren't there to open the store. And then I had to open the store, which means I couldn't do – this is the biggest quote when I won the Make Mine a Million Dollar Business Award from American Express. Work on your business, not in your business. Mm. Hire smart people. Hire that manager of that store. Mm. Hire that bookkeeper or accountant so Mm -hmm. you can be the ambassador for your company Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. instead of doing things you may not be so good at. Mm That wow. will take you further and allow your business to scale. Wow. Wow. This is awesome. This is live on Wealthy Sisters, Miss Robin Wilson. We're going to take a short break. I hate to, hate to have to go to the break. Wow. <laughs> I mean, really. If is nobody else growling? <laughs> okay. If nobody else is listening today, I am. <laughs> oh, wow. We are loving this. We'll be right back. <laughs> Deborah Hardnett International 
helping you design your future. We are business development consultants, your one-stop source for starting or enhancing your business. Our team of professionals are among the best in the country. Our services range from establishing your corporation to developing and executing your branding strategy to website design and promotion. We even help you with establishing your business credit. Visit us today at www.debrahardnet.com to view a full list of services or call toll-free 800-493-0339. Mention this ad and receive a 15% discount off our gold package. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your products and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803, or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. We are back and live on Wealthy Sisters. This is Deborah Hartnett with the awesome, the awesome dynamic author and green expert entrepreneur, Ms. Robin Wilson. She has been sharing some powerful information today. If you've missed the first half of the show, please know that you can always visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com and catch this phenomenal episode and all of our others. Mr. Robin Wilson, wow, you, 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 like I said, you've shared so much information. I don't know if you've been in my head or I, you were reading <laughs> or what, but I'm telling you, this is truly divine having you on our show today, and we really appreciate um, the, the realness that you're sharing with us and uh, just being so transparent for us today. Thank you. Thank you. Now, how did you, you, you went to school, and did you always yeah. know that you wanted to be a designer? and Give us information on the green. How did you actually get involved okay. in that field? Well, yeah. imagine being uh, a child in Austin, mm-hmm. Texas, born mm-hmm. with allergies and asthma mm-hmm. and affected on a daily basis inside oh, yeah. and outside. Yeah, uh, I just left Austin Houston this weekend with that. <laughs> <laughs> then you know. Yeah. <laughs> Wheezing and sneezing inside. Parents got rid of that shag carpet from the 70s. Started using cleansers when I was not home so that I would not be wheezing because of the bleach or whatever. Mm-hmm. And our pet went outside. And so literally a wholesale lifestyle change because the doctor that they went to, they happened to be fortunate enough to go to a holistic doctor who mm. did not believe in giving uh, some of the steroidal medications that you have to take to children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... It was diet change, it was uh, indoor air change, and of course, drinking tons and tons of water and uh, and not eating bad things. Fast forward to um, age seven or eight, great-grandfather, grandfather, painting some of those little houses, rental mm-hmm. houses they owned, mm-hmm. and they said, what color should we paint them? And looked at me, and I'm a little kid, and they mm-hmm. said, what color? And I said, Easter egg colors, <laughs> and they did. So the pinks and the lavenders and the yellows and the light blues, the Caribbean look, mm-hmm. and that whole block became a very colorful block in the town. Now imagine being seven and an adult listening to you. Wow. 
So we all say kids know what they want to do when they're between five and eight. It's Mm -hmm. life that gets in the way, and Mm -hmm. people tell them they can't. That's right. And and so I did what we all do. Life got in the way, went to college at the University of Texas, wanted to do the uh, journalism program and the interior design school. My parents were like, you're not going to ever make any money being a designer. You're not going to make any money being a journalist. You need to do something where you're going to make money. Now, now, you know, so many people think money is going to make you happy. It's not. And so I did the, you know, double major, history and economics, which what is that job going to – what is that degree going to get you? Professorship? (laughs) Maybe you'll uh, be lucky like I was and get a consulting job for a major consulting firm, which I did. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was not happy. And so when I was 20, 23, um, my brother passed away in a motorcycle accident. Mm. And at that point, I said, his half-life was 11. What if my half-life is 40? You know, mm. what, you know? And most people don't experience a mortality issue until they're much older. And I said, I'm going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. So by 30, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. June 20th. <laughs> Before my 30th birthday, I became an entrepreneur. Mm. And so the 10-year anniversary is this year, June 20th, Father's Day, this year, next week. And I have, as I say, I've eaten what I've killed, meaning I went out, I brought in the revenue, that revenue fed me. Wow. Wow. And it is now 10 years in a couple of days. And that's a proud moment for me. Because I set a goal. And so a lot of people today are becoming entrepreneurs because they're downsized and they are now chasing their dream. And I truly admire that. The key, though, is to make sure you do your research. Make sure your debt's paid down. Don't go into debt to chase the, you know, I'm going to have a cookie shop Mm -hmm. or I'm going to have a barber shop. And you haven't done your, your research into will people purchase that service. Right, and then or you end up with the more debt. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. right, right. I mean, those are some some awesome foundational principles. Um, <clears throat> a lot of times we talk about uh, here on the show and and with our association that you know the fact that we didn't have the mentorship a lot of time in our community, we just don't have mm-hmm. it. And you you talked about the generations there. Um, a lot of times we are first generational um mm-hmm. <clears throat> as far as business and entrepreneurs are concerned so that 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 knowledge is just not there and uh yes. to yes. to know to prepare there are ways that you can plan there are ways that you can prevent a lot of costly costly uh mistakes and mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a great book called the e myth and uh-huh. it's about entrepreneurism and it uh-huh. tells people that if you're going to be an entrepreneur a real entrepreneur, you need to say to yourself, all right, to run this company, I'll use an example of a, a, a pie company, which mm-hmm. I think is in the book. You need to have someone who orders the orders the raw supplies. You need mm-hmm. to have somebody who prepares everything. You need to have mm-hmm. someone who bakes everything. You need to have mm-hmm. someone who cleans up everything. You, know, you need to have somebody who unlocks the store and, you know, does marketing materials. And you need somebody who will also uh, do what I call your your uh, deliveries or, you know, front counter stuff, which is mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. And 
then you need somebody who's going to pay at the back end all of the raw suppliers. Now, when you first start a company, it might be you doing all yes. eight jobs. Yes, <laughs> CEO, but, chief, everything officer. Exactly, chief bottle washer. <laughs> but you need to make sure that you understand that that's not your job okay. in the long term. Okay. You need to do job descriptions for what all those things are that you do. So you can say, I need to make enough money not to buy a new car, not to right. buy a vacation. Right. You need to sacrifice. You need to say, all right, now I'm going to hire a chief bottle washer. <laughs> right. Position right. description number five. All right, now I'm going to hire a delivery person. And on and on and on, or I'm going to outsource it. And all those things need to take place until the final job description is you as a CEO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because once it's you as a yep, once it's you mm-hmm. as a CEO, you can then scale your business and have five locations. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. you don't understand that those are your temporary jobs, mm-hmm. then you'll never learn how to delegate. Mm-hmm. Now tell us, tell us about becoming the first woman to license. <laughs> I mean, wow, that yeah. that is incredible. Your eco friendly <laughs> kitchen cabinetry. I mean, well, I'm like, okay, this is another <laughs> level here. <laughs> Well, you know, the the way that people like Ralph Lauren and Martha Stewart have really made their money is through licensing. Uh-huh. And I had a fantastic opportunity with a wonderful 60-plus-year-old company that's out of Wisconsin named Holiday Kitchens. Um, I gave that company a lot of business, and the CEO recognized it and came to New York once and said, let me meet you. And we met, and he's like, you know, I've been thinking about a new marketing thing. Um, and we got onto a licensing conversation, and he licensed my name, but after some really amazing heart-to-hearts. And one of those was, you know, what did I want? And I said, I want to find a way to put a product in people's homes mm-hmm. that is non-toxic, meaning mm-hmm. it doesn't have a glue. So you've, been, you've moved certain things in, pieces of furniture that you may have paid less than you should have, mm-hmm. and it smells like glue or chemicals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that actually, for someone who has allergies or asthma, it can be a sensitive um, sensitivity issue, cause you to wheeze and sneeze. So this gentleman actually flew me out to see the factory. I learned 50% of the people there are women as managers. I was like, this is amazing. It's clean like a surgical center. And I, they wanted me. You wow. know, and I was like, you know, how do you say this? Southern girl from Texas says... I'm in the middle of Wisconsin. I am probably the only black person in the state, but it's not about race. It's about the value I can add, the information I can provide, and the new client base that they can learn um, about. And also, um, if you think about it, they have a fabulous product. So wow. I said yes. <laughs> and And fast forward to they sold, and they're privately held, but they sold a in 2009, one of the toughest economic years, um, I won't di- disclose their revenue, but they held their own last year when a lot of other companies were folding. And they attribute that to some of our unique marketing efforts. And at the same time, um, I had an opportunity to do the private residence of Robert F. Kennedy, who, going back to his father, said, his father said before he was assassinated, in these exact words, that in 40 years there will be a Negro president. Mm-hmm. Well, there is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. on top of that, his son, his legacy, allowed me, a woman of color, to be a tastemaker 
in their home. And so if you think back to Jackie O during the tour doing the tour of the White House, you know, we might have been in the kitchen cooking, but now we've got somebody who has a licensed name to kitchens. Wow. Wow. That that is wonderful. That's awesome, um, to, to have been able to do that and have that accomplishment. You know, it's just it just really shows, like I said earlier in the call today, that we we are so talented. I'm going to have to take a short break. When we come back, mm-hmm. I want to learn more about um, the book that oh. you authored, your first book. We only My have about book. 10 minutes left. Yeah, and you won and, an award, too. <laughs> yes, yes, I want to hear about that. I'm like, man, we need to have you back on this show. And, and uh, definitely we, we are going to discuss more about the conference, perhaps right. having you there as well. But we will be right back after this short commercial break. We have none All other right. than Miss Robin Wilson. Do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork? Are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love? Then consider hiring a virtual assistant. Call M. Alexander and Associates Incorporated toll free at 1-877-894-0564 or join them on the web at www.iwillassistyou.net. Are you seeking stronger partnerships to leverage your strengths? Need to develop more winning strategies of success? Ready to increase your knowledge in the areas of investing, marketing, health and wellness, and the Green Initiative? Then join us for the second annual Winter Summit Conference and Expo, March 18th and 19th, 2011. Meet hundreds of professional women from all over the world. We provide savvy advice, practical application for winning women. Reserve your space today at www.thewintersummit.com or call 1-800-917-9435, extension 805. We are back live here with just a few minutes left in the show with the awesome Robin Wilson. She's been a phenomenal guest today. And we want to make a special announcement about a special promotion for the DMV area. With the times as they are, we want to let you know Body Impact are convinced that those with the greatest need for massage may be unable to take advantage of the benefits gained from massage. In view of this, Body and Backs are offering therapy and body work to help reduce your stress, anxiety, and pain. So massage for affordable everyone. This will include a blending of mild facial release techniques, mild skeletal alignment techniques, deep tissue, and sweetest massage. Go and give them a call. They've got a special rate for 40 minutes. They will come to you a sliding scale from $25 to $45. This is unbelievable. Every second and fourth Wednesday. You can reach Body and Backs at 301-879-1819. That's 301-879-1819. Or visit them on the web at www.bodyandbacks.com. Now, Ms. Wilson, with nine minutes left, tell us about this book, The Green uh, your first book, Kennedy Greenhouse, yes. and about the honor you received. Congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you again for having me on this show. Kennedy Greenhouse, Designing an Eco-Healthy Home from the Foundation to the Furniture, is my first book, and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. did the foreword. It's wow. really exciting. Um, he talks about how you can make your house more energy efficient. That's number one. Number two, we just won the bronze medal from the Independent Publishers Award. And so it's pretty amazing to write a book and to actually win a, a National Book Award. 
Wow, your first book, too. That first is outstanding. <laughs> I know you were telling me that story when we first met. By the way, I have to let everyone, if they haven't figured out how humble you are, when I actually called, I didn't expect to get you to return my call, and she's so humble. But you were telling me the story about the little old ladies that drove, like, what did you say, from South oh Carolina. It was so proud. Oh you, know, <laughs> you know, first and foremost, um, I spoke at the Atlanta Decorative Arts Center um, uh-huh. at an event sponsored by Veranda. Magazine, okay. um, which okay. is based out of Atlanta, and um, these little old ladies, church ladies, <laughs> drove up, wanted to meet me, wanted to get their book signed, and drove uh-huh. right back to the, <laughs> South Carolina. Same day. It's just it blows you away, and it makes uh-huh. you feel like it's worth every minute writing a book and making a difference in people's lives. Yeah. That's what's exciting to me. Um, we have. We give people information on RobinWilsonHome.com that allows them to live a healthier lifestyle in their home, what they wear, the chemicals that they are exposed to, and um, more importantly, in the next 60 days or so, we're going to see my towel line um, premiere, I think, at Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, wow. So is that some of the new projects that you have? That's one of the new projects. That's right. Oh, wow. A whole towel line. I cannot yep. wait to see that. So, so it's coming <laughs> within the I next hope few your weeks. Listeners, yep. I, in the next six, 30 to 60 days, and I hope that your listeners come out and support me because if it does well, then they're going to roll it out to more stores. They're going to probably put it in about 30 to 40 stores, and then they're going to roll it out around the country if it does well. So. Well, you you have to keep us posted on that so we can let everybody know when that's taking place so we can go and shop and get those towels. <laughs> <laughs> They're always sending out those coupons anyway, so we have to take advantage of that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. I just, you know, the one key thing is eco-friendly is part of the green movement, but we're mm-hmm. pretty much founded out of the wellness sector. And mm-hmm. the way to look at that is one in nine children today have allergies or asthma. Mm-hmm. And one in four children of color have asthma. Mm. That is because of environmental issues, whether it's uh, the vermin in their home, whether it's the lead paint on the walls, we don't know. But mm. what we do know is our health, our future generations must have the information that they need to lead healthier lives. That's true. Now, now what what is your take, and I don't want to end too much on this, um, but just maybe a minute or so, can you explain to us about this whole uh, BP and now Chevron? You know, what oh. what does the movement, <laughs> the green movement, um, how could that prevent this type of huh, Well, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that the president has put a moratorium on deep water drilling, at least for a a short period of time and Mm -hmm. so that they can explore what precautions are being taken by those Mm -hmm. companies that are currently drilling. Mm -hmm. Um, What we need to recognize is water is the next finite resource. We can talk Mm -hmm. all day about oil, but Mm -hmm. more and more countries are affected by the lack of fresh water. And Mm -hmm. I think more and more environmentalists are aware of this and they're mm-hmm. starting to push to ensure that our waterways, our seafood, <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and our our ecosystem. Because if you, I don't know if you remember your your chemistry class or biology class when you were a kid, they talked about something called the Krebs cycle, K R E B S, 
and it talked about how water um, evaporates from the ocean and then goes up and turns into the clouds and then it rains back down. Well, gosh, now if you've disrupted that with oil, that means does that sheen of oil not allow the water to go up to evaporate? Mm. What happens to the environment? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what happens to all the marine life? Mm-hmm. And you, what about all the plants that are underwater? And you just say to yourself, there's a big issue that's mm-hmm. much bigger than just cleaning up the surface oil that we see. Mhm, mhm. Wow. Well, I tell you, this this has just been a phenomenal show. We're excited to hear about your line of towels. Congratulations thank on you, your and I hope book. Uh, thank you. I hope your listeners go out to buy Kennedy Greenhouse. You can buy it on Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, and uh, and I look forward to uh, to being on your show again. Oh, yes, definitely. They can also visit us on the website. We have it posted there, direct link uh, to the Amazon where they're able to purchase that wonderful book as well. And, you know, what what closing remarks? We have three minutes. What what would you like to end with today? I think to anyone who is considering entrepreneurship or they're in the heart of entrepreneurship and they're struggling, I think you need to ask yourself, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? And if you say that to yourself, that every day, you know, yes, you're struggling, yes, you can barely pay your bills, but you do this, if you could do it without being paid, find a way to get paid doing it. Wow. That's number one. Number two, chase your dreams, but do it with some research. Make sure you know what your competition is. Know if you need to partner with somebody. Maybe you don't really fully understand the business. And by partnering with someone, you can get from zero to 60 a lot faster than doing it by yourself. The key word, partnering. That's awesome. Exactly. That's awesome because major corporations. Oh, go ahead. That's right. Go ahead. And number three, when you build a business, always have an exit strategy. Your exit strategy may be passing it on to future generation. It may be being purchased. And it may also be um, building your company to the point that people say, you know, I want to buy you. Like, Uh you know, a major company says, I want to buy you. Wow. Well, we we know we had um, a sister, Catherine Freeland, on the line who who actually we had her on the show and she had someone to come to her and she wound up selling her company for thirty million dollars. So you I hope they are telling the up truth. Too. <laughs> yes. Tell her, tell her to call her and tell her to give them my name. Yes. I'm next yes. in line. <laughs> next in line. You are truly, truly next in line. Well, this has been another great episode with the phenomenal Miss Robin Wilson. Visit her at www.robinwilsonhome.com. And again, tune in next week for another great show. We have none other than Miss Darnell Jervy, who happens to be the CEO of Incredible One Enterprises. She is a phenomenal coach and author and consultant. So we look forward to hearing each and every one of you continue to do what you're doing, living your best life ever. And definitely we are going to look forward to seeing those beautiful towels in the Bath and Beyond uh, store as well. So take care. This has been another great episode of Wealthy Sisters.
blessed us. Have an awesome day. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters brought to you by theprofessionalblackwoman.com where success is inevitable. Join Deborah Hardman, our host, next week as she interviews another powerful, positive, progressive, wealthy sister and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. See you next time.